Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests as we talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self so you can step boldly into who you were created to be, the confident woman. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today we have with us Andres Ayesta. Andres is a registered dietitian, weight loss expert for women, and founder of Planos Nutrition. Andres helps career-driven women and female entrepreneurs with personalized evidence-based nutrition blueprint to become the, the most confident versions of ourselves. So this is where we're headed. And within that blueprint, we Andres really helps uh, harness that and bring in the best of physical and mental, as well as setting you up to create and sustain a healthy and happy relationship with food and themselves. To this day, Andres has helped over 650 clients to transform their bodies and minds while reaching sustainable results and healing their relationships with food. So we're going to have so much to talk about. I was super excited for Andres to come on today. One, because he is our first male guest. So this is incredible. This is a really unique opportunity that we get to have a male's perspective and really just empowering us as women to kind of learn not only just from other women, but really the depths of what it's like to create a sustainable and healthy lifestyle from a place of nutrition, uh, from a place of physical and mental awareness to really bringing it full circle. So welcome, Andres. And I'm excited to learn more about you and how you really help all of these women just become their best and most confident selves. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. And I'm humbly honored, as I mentioned earlier, to be your first ever male guest here. Yes, it's it's incredible. And and we were just chatting right before we, we got started and just you know, it's uh, it's always great to have a male's perspective and just bringing it full circle, because I think with women, we can learn so much of ourselves from each other, but yet flipping that and kind of taking a different approach, even though it's like, you know, we're all more alike than we are different. And so it's really nice to have that different take the different um, perspective, just not only of like the blueprints and the, and the steps and all the things that really help us get to that next level, but just seeing things that maybe we as women don't see or maybe we don't think of these things as, uh, you know, essentials or, or even sometimes we're just our own worst critics. So if we get in that perspective, we're only viewing ourselves through the lens of, of us being females and leaning on other females. Sometimes there becomes a little bit more of that camaraderie versus taking that step back to get an objective perspective on what it's like really from building ourselves from the inside out. Yeah, I'm very excited to talk about that because I, I'm looking forward to provide again the male perspective because I know specifically in fitness and health, it can be a lot of polarization between the two. And I think in some previous episodes, you've have talked about sometimes like the male toxicity that sometimes kind of overpowers women when they're trying to improve and, and get better. And I try to obviously uh, provide a different view or a different opinion or perspective in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even if we're in that fitness space, there could be some of that negative connotation working with some male trainers or male coaches that doesn't really land right with some certain with women. And I think, I mean, you and I will probably talk about this a little bit further on in our conversation, but just even from a, a woman's 
standpoint of hiring male trainers and kind of what, you know, kind of the direction of where we're headed, but also from our own personal takeaways as well. So it kind of brings that, that variety to it. And I'm, I'm curious yeah. to know also, you know, kind of just tell us more about yourself and your journey of how uh, you got started into this space. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to make a very long story uh, short enough for your audience, but uh, I am a Venezuelan immigrant. I was born and raised in Venezuela, which is a country on top of like, you know, this, the, the northern part of South America. I am currently in Argentina, but I'm just only here for three months, uh, which is telling uh, Rachel here that I, uh, we like to travel, me and my wife. But I migrated to the United States in 2009 in pursuit of opportunity. I was studying to become, I wanted to be a doctor my whole entire life. That's literally my dream. In fact, my mom always told me that I used to play with stethoscopes and and different kind of doctor gear and stuff when I was like, just like three years old, four years old. So I didn't get into med school. That was obviously where my first dream came crashing down. I was very disappointed. And I actually became an international student in the United States, in the middle of Indiana, uh, which was how I learned English and how I kind of got started into like my first ever experience being in the US. I returned home and then essentially I started, uh, they gave me the opportunity to, or they told me, hey, you can still do med school if you start in nutrition school because in Venezuela, it's actually part of the same school of medicine. So I was like, okay, I just need to jump over. I'll do a semester here and then I'll jump over to med school. That's perfect. I love it. And I went through a very rough time, like mentally and emotionally trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And I realized that, you know, doctors are really good for, uh, for treating conditions and treating diseases. But then I realized that there was like this whole world of, of nutrition where, you know, the goal is to prevent. And I was very excited about that. And I realized after a very deep conversation with a therapist back then that the only uh, people that wear coats are not just doctors. And at that time, you know, clinical dietitians typically also wear coats and different things like that. So it completely opened my mind into a whole new different world that is the world that I'm in today. Um, so I studied nutrition. I transferred over to the United States. I left everything back because of the fact that I wanted to also work with professional athletes, which I did. And I moved to Indiana. I also did some work in um, the University of Houston. And I ended up in Florida, which is actually what we call home now. And we call, we call Tampa, Florida, our home. And we currently have a nutrition company. After my years of experience working with professional athletes, I realized that I, I love that part of, of, of the work that I did, but I also wanted to work with just the people like, just like me that, you know, we're just in, you know, we have our lives, we have businesses, we have jobs. And I started to focus a lot in women's health because of my wife, um, you know, my wife, GB, she's had a lot of issues with gut health. And I started to realize that, you know, female metabolism can be very complex and there could be a lot of different things. And then, so I became extremely passionate about understanding them, understanding, you know, women to the T when it comes down to metabolism, nutrition, fitness. And that's how Planos actually was started. And Planos Nutrition is essentially a nutrition and lifestyle uh, coaching company that helps women 
feel their most confident selves uh, without necessarily focusing on the scale. We always like tell people we're not a weight-driven program because we don't focus on just the numbers. We focus on the person that you can become as a result of a, a self-exploration process and sometimes guided by a coach. So that's kind of like the the summary of who I am. Of course, there's been like some some diversions and some little different like, you know, paths that I have taken along the way. But that kind of got me into essentially what we're where we are um, here today. Wow, that's incredible. And you you have such a variety with your story, you know, starting from in Argentina to Indiana to to Texas to Florida to you know, everywhere in, in between that. And, and, you know, you, you came with one intention of, you know, going to continue your doctorate doctoring because that was a dream of yours. And when you say that the dream had come crashing down that realization that it wasn't the end all, it was just a redirection into something where you could still apply that, that fascination and the, the curiosity as to, you know, how, how can we prevent certain things? What is, you know, it doesn't necessarily take a doctor, but I love that you had also mentioned the one thing that, that we're going to talk about today is, is nutrition. You know, it's not so much of like doctors so much treating it, but how can we prevent those treat the, the illnesses and diseases that need to be treated if we can functionally and holistically treat and prevent ourselves from the inside out through our nutrition. And so that kind of redirected your path into a dietitian department and learning. And then of yeah. course your, your wife kind of being that uh, perfect client or candidate that you had learned so much from. And it's the irony here is that we're flipping this, you know, kind of how we were saying you, we can learn so much from, from other women and, and you being a male had learned so much from your wife and just how, you know, from the hormones to, to metabolism, to age, to all the things. And, and it's just like, wow, this, if that doesn't tell you kind of the direction we're going in this episode, then, you know, keep sticking <laughs> with us. Cause we're going to talk at great lengths about it, but I love that you pour back into it and you've created your entire business of a, a redirection more or less. And so here you are after working with all those trainers and to, you know, other clients and, and your primary audience right now are women because you've seen such a need for that in your own personal life. So kind of walk us through that, like what, you know, from, from taking that as an overall, what was some of the biggest takeaways that you've learned from women that those listening could be like, oh my goodness, this, this really speaks to me. Yeah. Um, where to start? So I, I believe like one of the biggest and most important things, if I, if I take you back to my, my career, when I finished my, uh, I guess my schooling as a dietitian, I think that's a good, cause I started working with a lot of clients back then. And I realized in, in dietetic school, they, they teach us a lot on how to manage nutrition, how to create like a, how to identify or diagnose people, uh, according to their nutritional needs, obviously what kind of clinical background do they have? And, and working with a lot of people, particularly women, I realized that I, I was not getting through to them. And the reason was because I was just focusing on the surface. And what that means is we're focusing a lot of times I tell people, what you put on your plate, it's only the very surface of everything. There's so much more deeper layers that drive the decisions that you make in terms of what you choose to put on your plate. So one of the biggest realizations I've made is the fact that we don't start with the plate, we start with you, 
right? And and that's something that in dietetic school, they don't teach you, right? They teach you, okay, diagnose, what is like the nutritional needs, how many calories, all those different things. Here's essentially one thing that you can do. Here's the second thing that you can do. They don't, they don't really help or, or teach you how to really work the mindset of someone, right? And that's what most of my focus have been. And literally, we help a, a ton of people based on not only the work that we have done, like obviously evidence-based in nutrition, but also my own personal work, because I feel like a lot of things that I have done and, and the, some of the struggles that I've come through from limiting beliefs and a lot of different things like that, like there's so many people that struggle with this, particularly around nutrition, particularly around their body image. Um, I think that's one of the biggest ones too, which is, you know, the way women see themselves. And I think a lot of times it's also men, but it's not spoken as much uh, in men as much as it is or it has been more in women, which is also a problem. And obviously it'll be a, a different topic of conversation, um, but it's more about how they see themselves, right? Like we're all, our own biggest critics and, and the way that I have seen, particularly in the social media era, how, how women talk to themselves about themselves is, is it can be sometimes toxic and, and hurtful. And that's what we're trying to change from changing the relationship that they have with what they put on their plate, which is with food, with changing the relationship that they have with themselves and how they see themselves, how they learn, how they can learn to start to love themselves again, to, to just creating sustainable habits that can actually help them get to a place where they feel happy, but not necessarily dictated by the number that they see in the freaking scale, which is what drives most men and women, but mostly women too, uh, to this day. So those are some of the biggest ones. And again, like we can go in different directions and tangents in here, but, but that's, that's the biggest realization that, that I've been having and, and that we, we continue to help many, uh, women accomplish the way I explain it a lot of times is, you know, uh, people come to us because they want to lose the weight, right? A lot of women's like, I want to lose the 20 pounds. I want to lose the 30 pounds. Right. It's like, okay, yeah, well, we're going to help you with that. Now, a lot of times I don't really kind of I don't tell them like, no, we're going to work on your mindset because that's not something that, that gets them excited. And you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, very much. It's yeah. It's like, they, they just want that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give you that. No worries. Right. But then inside of what we do, this is where we really start to like peel the layers and try to understand what's going on with you. Like, you know, let's just start with where, where this whole thing started. We do a lot of work in, in asking questions about their childhood because that's where it all began. Right. So, yeah. because how you were raised is typically what kind of what what created the person you are today and the relationship you have with yourself and food started there. And we had to really unpack a lot of different things around that. Absolutely. And and you mentioned that, you know, one of our, our biggest limiting factors is our mindset, right? So, you know, we can only go as far as what we're equipped with and to fully grasp and understand. So, you know, that's kind of the evolution of life and, and this journey, whether it's a fitness journey or a personal growth journey, it all comes down to our mindset and, and what we believe about ourselves dictate, dictates and determines the direction and the outcome of where we are headed and where we're the results and what we'll, you know, gain from that. And so we all know that mindset plays that crucial role when it comes to leading, uh, you know, leading and reaching and achieving your goals. Um, but can you kind of explain a little bit more about why negative self-talk and not appearing, um, like in that way that we see ourselves in that reflection, how that can really deem on our value of self-worth. And I know you kind of touched upon it, but I'm curious to know from your perspective as well, since you work with so many women and you hit the nail on the head by saying that, because I'm willing to bet that 90 
five plus percent, and correct me if I'm wrong, of women look in the mirror and don't like what they see. There's something critical. There's something judgmental. There's something uh, in an area that we wish to improve upon. And are you also seeing that from a coaching perspective, but then also a male's perspective? Because I can only see it from my own lens. When I look in the mirror, there's my eyes immediately just go to flaws. And I don't know if that's just the way it's trained, even though we can unlearn and untrain, it's almost that default where we kind of nip it before we can, before it takes us, you know, out of, out of that realm of where we're going. Yeah. And, and it's a, it's a everlasting, uh, thing for, for men and women. Mm-hmm. Um, I even, I mean, I even talk about myself all the time, which is, you know, we, we came here, uh, to Argentina and, and they eat a lot of sweets in here and they eat a lot of meat. Um, and the first month we have friends that live here and they, they, uh, they've invited us to all kinds of places and you need to try this and you need to try that. And, and I mean, before I knew it, I was eating a lot of both me and my wife, my wife is pregnant, but, you know, still we were eating a lot more than what we thought. And, and that stuff, you sometimes start to reflect a mirror, like on both her and me. And I start to pay attention to the areas that I have been so subconscious about. And that's what I typically tend to see, uh, you know, many of the clients that we're helping. Um, sometimes like, and, and I said this earlier, but like, we are our own biggest critics. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's an interesting um, conversation to have with many of the, of the, of the clients that we, that we work with is, you know, how do you talk to yourself? And, you know, a lot of times like it's, they're telling me like, no, I, I suck. And, and when they're obviously submitting, maybe something like a check-in or something like that weekly that tells about their week, how everything went, they, the, the way that they speak to themselves or the way they speak about themselves, it's so harsh. And sometimes I ask the question, if you had a, think about like, and I ask him, it's like, okay, who's your best friend? And then tell me a name, like, I don't know, like Nancy. Um, okay. So would you ever, if Nancy comes to you and tell you like, my body is disgusting. I, I cannot do anything right. I'm failing at this. I cannot even do this. Like in all this list of things, Nancy tells you that, would you go back to her and tell her like, you're right. You're disgusting. You're the worst person in the world. Like you're, no, you wouldn't. Right. You would say, you would try to calm your friend down and tell him like, you're totally wrong. Right. Like you're, you're not seeing all that beauty and all the amazing things that you have. Right. So that's when I tell him like, okay, so you need to start talking to yourself the pet, the, the same way that you talk to your best friend. Because that's where we typically miss that connection. And the more that of that negative self, self-talk that exists, the less that you start believing in yourself and your ability to be able to do things um, and accomplish different things, right? This happens in both men and, and, and women. And we see this all the time. And it happens to all of us. I mean, I'm sure Rachel, it happens to you. Like we yeah. still struggle with that negative self-talk. Like we're, we're entrepreneurs. I'm sure like you do something and you're like, oh man, that's not perfect. Like this is terrible. Like, and you get mad and throw your hands in the air and you're like, this is, and, and you take a step back and you're like, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Right. It happens. Right. So, so it, it happens to all of us. And the thing about it is like, we don't really take some time to, to evaluate and to reflect on the fact that we've come so far. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a, also another important conversation. We were just having one of our group calls in, in, in our program, which is if you like the way that you talk about yourself, I want you to think about the past. I want you to think about 10 years ago. How were you talking about yourself? I'm sure you still found millions of flaws, but today you wish you were that person because you had this weight in this body and all these different things. But then back then 
You never thought that way, that way of yourself, right? So what does that tell you? Like nothing is ever enough. And until you start to change the way that you, you speak to yourself about you and about who you are and about your body and about all these different things, that's not going to change whether you lose 100 pounds, 50 pounds, zero pounds or nothing, because there's always going to be that that constant negativity that just overpowers everything that you do. So that is like what we typically go through. And, and, and we, we explain this as like, okay, we need to start to create a mindset shift. It's one of the pillars of what we teach, right? We need to start to change the conversation that is happening inside of your head. Because once we do, and and we even celebrate those wins, like for like, if, if you tell me like, oh, you know what? This morning I woke up and I said, I didn't do all the things that I was supposed to do, but I did one thing. Okay, that's better because yesterday you were saying like, I only did one thing what a piece of crap I am and all the different, you know, things that mm-hmm. can go along the way. Oh yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, those are the main things that in, ter- in terms of negative self-talk that we we typically teach or, or dive into. Oh, and it's so good because you're so right. I mean, it's not like, you know, you come, you come to, you hire a coach or, you know, a trainer or whatever, wherever you're at in your life, you come to that individual because you're looking to them for, for help or advice. And so you're not going to say to them, hi, my mindset is broken. You're going to look at the thing that you feel is the stumbling block, that roadblock that's getting in your way. And that's typically the body you're in because you feel like not comfortable in this body. The image reflected in the mirror isn't how you, how you think of yourself in that highest, uh, highest form of it. And then also we're just innately critical. That's just, it's part of our hardwiring where we're, we're just conditioned to find the things wrong. And that's where our eyes immediately go, our flaws go. And then when we start validating those thoughts and beliefs with the verbal to counteract it, you know, the negative self-talk and, you know, one of the things that I learned too, I mean, I, I talk about all this at great lengths in my book, chasing perfection, a journey to healing fitness and self-love, which is exactly that. Cause when we're chasing perfection is that ideal that is it enough? Therefore am I enough? And it's this constant chase that no matter what we do, we will always fail because enough is so subjective. And until you've learned to, to be comfortable with that level of enoughness for you, then that's how you can lay your head at the end, down at the end of the day and just be like, today was well done. This is what I'm proud of. And, and really giving yourself that praise instead of cutting yourself down. Like you said, I didn't do the four things. I only did the one thing, but one thing is better than no thing. So you still have to give yourself that credit. And, and I love how you talk yeah. about, you know, the best friend, right? And so that was, you know, one of the, the, the biggest lessons that I have learned, and it's funny because my mother told me this my entire life, but you know, as, as kids growing up, you just ignore your parents because like, you, you know, you're a kid and you think you're smarter than them. And, and you come back years later when you're an adult and be like, oh my goodness, they were right. And so my mother always told me, you have to be your own best friend first before you can be someone else's. And luckily, I mean, I learned that lesson later on in life, but had I known that earlier, like you said, if that younger version, would I still have the insight, wisdom, and knowledge to look back at my former self and bring in that, that those takeaways and that wisdom, right? I wouldn't have it. And so to spin off of what you were saying about your best friends, it's so true because you would never just like word vomit and dump all that negativity and those, those negative thoughts 
onto your friend and tell them how how terrible they are and and how they can't hold a diet what is wrong with you you're so stupid you need to try harder and in all those things right and so that was actually something i really had to struggle with um because i would say that we were just on autopilot we say those things we think those things but when we actually voice them out loud ooh how different they sound they do not sound like it did in that Yeah, head. they sound harsh and They're mean. They're harsh, right? So you could say this on all, oh, you're so stupid, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't resonate with you. You're just validating that thought and belief. So you go down that rabbit hole and that becomes your pattern. But when you articulate it and you say it, you're like, yeah, that, that doesn't taste good when it's coming out of my mouth. It doesn't sound like music to my ears. So why am I doing it to myself? And so I love that you brought that up because anyone who's catching themselves in that downward cycle of just self-abuse and self-talk and all that negativity, pause, say that to yourself in the mirror out loud and tell me how it sounds and how it lands. And that was, that was a powerful exercise that I, I, that I had to, to adapt and put that into my, my mirror talk time. So I I thank you for for sharing that. Yeah. And I was also going to add something in there, Rachel, which is, you know, obviously that's, that's part of us internally, but there are some factors that also external, which is first of all, your, 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 the circle you surround yourself with, right. Which is if, if you are surrounded by people that like, instead of bringing you up, bring you down, then that fuels that add more fuel to the fire of the negative self-talk happening. The second external factor that we all are like, it sometimes are, can, we can be victims to, which I always sometimes like refer as victim in social media, right? Because we have sometimes, and we can use it for good or for worse, depending on how you choose to 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 consume content on social media. But I always like tell all my clients, and I was like, okay, what's the first thing you do in the morning? If you open up Instagram, right? And you see this woman that says, oh my God, I lost like 25 pounds in a month and I did this and I feel amazing. And you're just there starting your journey. How would that make you feel, right? Because you start like we 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 all suffer from comparison syndrome, particularly in an era where information is so readily available, and we can see people's reels of highlights of things that are happening in their lives because we start to compare ourselves to them, right? It's like okay, look at my body, look at my this part of me, look at this, like look at their family, look at their kids, look at all those different things like that. So those are external factors that really make it more difficult for us to speak kindly to ourselves, right? So obviously that's falling outside of our control, but we can control how we choose to like experience those things from choosing the circle. Like who do you need to let go in your life that is not necessarily lifting you up? Who do you like, what kind of information you need to stop consuming because of the fact that it's actually just more toxic to you rather than it's actually helping you. Who are you following? Who are you not following that maybe you should follow because you may think like it's, it's better, you know, stuff like, you know, this, the confident, you know, women podcast or, or, you know, those kind of like, places where you can hang out and where you're going to feel uplifted. And this is also something that uh, translates into coaching. This is like, and this is something that sometimes gets me, gets my, my blood boiling a little bit. When I hear women come to me and tell me like, no, I, I work with this person, male or female, and, and they just kept judging my choices and they kept telling me I was doing things wrong or like we now live in this era of like, oh, if you're not losing weight, it's because you're you don't have like, and you know, I don't know if you hang out too much on TikTok, but it's a very scary place. 
right? That's we we grew very rapidly on TikTok, but it's a very scary place because of the fact that you hear all these stories of people, women particularly too, feeling uh, downplayed by male coaches, female coaches. Sometimes we're like, oh no, you're just um, you're not doing things right. Like you just need to have willpower. You just need to. No, like we need to come from a place of self of, of compassion and 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 to really level up with you and to try to understand. Okay, like let's try to figure out why this is so difficult and so hard for you, and and from there we start to build and we start to create the foundation of of all these new changes and in, in this new person you're trying to become. Yes, and I, and I love that you brought that up too because it's so important to recognize those the areas that you're spending your time in. And so whether it's, it's, you know, the company you're keeping from a personal perspective to the company you're keeping at work to what you're viewing and consuming, you know, social media to television to news or, you know, any of those things. And, and if we don't have healthy boundaries in place to set those as, you know, this, this is my threshold, or this is my limit, we can get sucked into that vortex and keep going down the rabbit hole of just, you know, in a sense, self-sabotaging our goal our priorities and our dignity and our self-worth. And I think that's so important to recognize because when we find ourselves further down that hole and we're off the path of where we thought we we should have been going, it's just going to set us back and, and feel like, well, then what's the point? You know, I'm already down. I'll just might as well stay down because it almost takes more effort to pick yourself back up. But, you know, in doing so, it just, it creates this, this tension, this frustration, this, this chronic stress that, it seeps through your whole body and you see it come out in different areas. And that could be, you know, managing your emotions to your mindset, to the lack of sleep and having those healthy boundaries. And so how would you say, you know, how can that chronic stress and and lack of sleep and healthy boundaries play a major role in the trajectory of of the betterment of your, your goals and where you want to go to change your life? How, how can you, what are some of the tips that you can kind of advise on that? Because I know mm-hmm. we kind of talked about some of the the surface things, you know, like min- minimizing your time and whatnot, but what is, you know, what are some things that you really empower your women to, to set those boundaries and make themselves that priority? Yeah, I think we, we start with understanding like their, again, like their environment and, and the context in which like things are happening to them. So a lot of times, like some of this like mindset related work that we start with and, and we explain it to them is, is like trying to really figure out how, how that is actually impacting like the main things like, you know, a lot of times I have a lot of coaching sessions, which is like, you know how we haven't really talked about nutrition yet. I I, I joke with them. It's like, yes, we have. And it's like, why? Well, because of the fact that we need to start to figure out, like, you know, I need to understand what's happening inside of your head, right? The way you talk to yourself, the way that you, you carry yourself. And because I know that that's affecting the decisions that you're making in your nutrition, uh, the decisions that you're making around like maybe work or the way you carry yourself on a daily life. So once we identify that, then we can start to 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 figure out what areas is, is some of the, the 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 things that we need to start to change. So this is like our, our program typically focuses on four things like nutrition, lifestyle, mindset, and movement, right? So we typically focus on those four things. So once we figure out the mindset piece, there's going to be some work that needs to happen there. 
um, we have like, we, we like to teach a, what we call like a five step step framework to, to kind of help women navigate through this entire process. When they want to change, they say you have a goal, you want to lose X amount of weight, you want to, uh, you know, look better in a, a dress or you have a wedding or something along those lines, right? We typically start, the number one step is start with why. I know you have talked about this all the time, yeah. right? Which is understanding why do you want that, right? And and this is the first ever conversation I have with any of our clients, which is why. And we start, we call them peeling the layers of an onion. You see an onion has like different layers. So we try to get to the core of it, which is, okay, I want to lose the 20 pounds. Why is that important to you? Well, because I want to look better. Why do you want to look better? Well, because I, I, I want to feel confident. Why do you want to feel confident? And we start to get into some deeper things in which a lot of times like emotion comes out and tears come out because of the fact that they realize that they're trying to prove themselves to their mother who've never approved them since they were little. Like that's a true example of something very real that just a conversation that happened not too long ago, right? So we need to start with why because the why drives every decision that you're going to make moving forward. And, and those decisions, whether it's, you know, choosing to have a higher protein breakfast or choosing to actually um, go to the gym and move and, and, and do an exercise routine, they start with that. They didn't start with the 20 pound that you want to lose. They started because of the fact that you're just trying to, to, to improve yourself and trying to change parts of you that may not be the best uh, because of your history. So number one, you start with why. And really dive deeper into understanding those things. The second thing that we do is we need to, I call this audit your life. Um, we cannot change. It's really hard to change things that we don't know are happening, right? So I always like one mentor once, uh, once told me that awareness always precedes change. So when you know what's wrong, then you know, obviously we can change it. So I always like explain this, like kind of like, you know, you're looking at your bank account. If you don't know, if you don't ever look at your bank account and you're spending, 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 like there's absolutely no way that you can control yourself around that. So of course, eventually you're going to run out of money, right? So a lot of times awareness is just checking your bank account. Now in, in, in the analogy that I'm using for your life is like, okay, let's see how you're spending your time. Are you spending your time too much on social media, which is what we talked earlier? Are you spending too much time, you know, uh, doing things that are not really supporting your goals? Um, how are you planning your meals? And then we start to really do a bit of an audit of their lifestyle. But you can do, anybody listening here, you can do this on your own. Like I, I just recommend it to, to somebody. I even do this myself, which is take three days and write down every single thing that you do every 15 minutes, right? Just, just. Do the effort, put it on your phone, uh, on the, the notes app on your phone. That's actually what I do. Or if you're just an old school person that wants to do a pen and paper, that also works well, right? And, and start writing down every single thing that you do in 15-minute increments. And you're going to start to realize like, oh my God, I spent two hours like scrolling mindlessly on, on things that did not really serve me. Or I spent like 30 minutes doing like watching TV and like that's totally okay too, but you start to bring awareness around how you're spending your time. And once you audit that, you can also do this for nutrition. You can do this for many different areas. Then you start to figure out, which is obviously brings like step number three, you identify what needs work and needs improvement. And we start, I always like say, focus on one thing, right? So if you realize, okay, I'm, I'm really bad at like managing my time. Okay, let's focus on that. 
One mentor once told me that there's this concept known as the keystone habit, which is, um, you know, when you focus on this one thing and you put so much energy towards it, other areas of your life start to improve. And I'll give you an example, Rachel. So let's say, for example, that you're really focusing on improving your business, right? And you're like, okay, like, I know you're doing, you have a trajectory of doing that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on this right now. What you realize is like, there's other areas in your life that start to feel better. It's like, okay, you have more finances, you have more access to funds that you can use for healthier foods and different things of that sort. And because of that, you start to feel better. So you now make it to the gym and all these different things start to happen, right? So what the problem that exists right now is we try to take to, to focus too much in way too many different things and we're diverting our energy to where so many different things and our body's kind of like a battery eventually runs out and we don't have enough energy to give to ourselves then or at least specific areas are important then we we experience burnout chronic stress, some of the things that we talk about that ultimately affect your ability to make smart decisions around food, about exercise, about, you know, important decisions that you have to make on a daily basis. So a lot of times, like after you audit what's going on, then you can start to identify what needs to work. And then four is creating a plan for it. And five is like turning that into a sustainable lifestyle. But I want to stop talking because I know there's a lot of it that uh, we could have been, uh, we could have impacted here. Yeah, no. And, and I love that you shared it all at once. Cause I was like, Oh, I hope that he puts them all, all five at once that we can really break them down. But you know, if, if you want to just do like a quick recap, we'll kind of talk a little bit, you know, spending a little bit of extra time on those five, just to have those touch points that maybe we're looking at our, at our life and we can't really see that, uh, um, those areas yet, because maybe we're just, we're kind of stuck in that. Like, I don't even know where to begin. I just know that there's so many different areas in my life. I just can't get past me feeling comfortable in me. I want a better quality of relationship, a better quality uh, of life. I want to improve my business. I want to improve, you know, in all these different areas. Right. And so sometimes we can get just so overwhelmed and bombarded by all the areas that it feels like we got to do them all at once and simultaneously. And I think it's, it's, it's noteworthy to mention how women, we are multifaceted, we're multi-passionate and we're multitaskers. And I've noticed this even in myself is that I try to do it all. I try to do it all because that's kind of what is expected of, you know, you just got to do it all. Right. And so when I was finding myself spinning my wheels, trying to do it all, and let's just say I had, you know, 10, 10 things on my plate and I'm trying to do all 10 of them. They were only getting 10% of my time. So at the end of the day, I'm like, I gave it my all which is my hundred percent divvied up by 10 different things. And I'm not making the progress. I'm not making the headway. And I'm just feeling defeated and just feel like, like you said, throw your hands up, say, screw it. What's the point? I mean, I'm not making any progress. And if this is the case, I got to work 10 times harder to get those 10% at a hundred for 10 things. And it's like, yeah, but look at the, look at how long you're going to have to do this. And that's assuming without any setbacks. And so taking that audit, as you say, gave me perspective of, of my overall life. And I had to start with the one thing that was standing in the way. And that was myself. So I love that you bring in that layer of, of mindset, because we can't, we can't get to that next level. If we haven't, if we haven't actually unpacked what is holding us back. And, and I actually just had this conversation with a, a fella at the gym the other day and I had, you know, I had the, the bar loaded. I was doing my deadlifts and, and he came over and he's like, man, I can't wait till I can, I can get to the big boy weights. And I said, well, you have to learn to, to just 
you know, doing the walking or the crawling before you can walk and then before you run. And at this point, he was just like, you know, I'm just, I'm fairly newer to my fitness journey. And so I'm learning a lot of the, um, the forms and techniques. And then I'm using just kind of some lighter weights. And I said, that's exactly where you should start because what would you do if you picked up that bar and you didn't have the foundational pieces set? You'd probably risk injury, a setback. Uh, you could do more, more harm and damage than good. And the same context applies to your, any area of your life. And like you were saying, if, you know, why are we not talking about nutrition yet? Because we haven't yet laid the foundation. And so if I throw nutrition or, or weightlifting tips on you, it wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't land. And it would just add to that overwhelmed basket. Like, Oh, just more stuff I need to know and not figure out. And I'm probably going to suck at that too. Right. And so we felt we go yeah. back down that the negative self-talk. And so I love that you brought this full circle with those five, five uh, steps. And if you just want to do a quick recap of those five steps, but I love how each one plays off of each other. And that is so yeah. smart. So smart. Yeah. And, and just to piggyback on what you said about the the, the deadlift example is um, and the crawling and running the, the way I always explain this, and, and this applies to the step three, which is identify what needs work, which I'm going to recap it in a second. It's I always explain it this way. It's like, imagine that your goals are like big mountains, mm-hmm. right? And if you're just so focused on the top of the mountain, like imagine yourself, you're about to start a big hike to get to the top, right? If all you do is you look up, you don't look down, what do you think it's going to happen? And it was like, well, you may trip or you may just fall. I was like, exactly. So every single time that you're focused on this example with the guy at the gym, right, that he wants to lift very heavy weights, that is the top of the mountain, right? And if he's so focused on that heavy weight that needs to lift, and this applies to anything, this is the 30-pound weight loss that you want to achieve. This is the business that you want to create. That's the top of the mountain. And you're just so focused on there. Number one, you're always going to notice that it's so far away right? Because it feels like, oh my God. And then the second thing too, is like, you're going to keep tripping. You're going to keep falling because of the fact that you're just not looking in the first most important step that you can take, which is the first one, right? So, so going back to the steps that I'm talking about. So number one is start with why. So why do I want to climb that mountain? Like, why do I want to do this? I I love to use analogies if you haven't noticed. Me me too. Um, I love it. It gives you that visual picture. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So first off, it's like if the goal is this mountain and this hike that you're going to jump into, start with why. Why do I want to climb it? Like what's driving me to do this? Is it a shallow goal? As in like, I just want to lose the weight or is there something even deeper than that? Number two is audit what is happening right now where you're starting, right? So when you're thinking about a hike, okay, there's like tools and things that you're going to need, right? If you don't have it, then you're going to struggle along the way of that process. So auditing that, it can mean different things to anybody. And just taking it more from like the the day-to-day lives of everybody is audit how you're spending your time, audit what is it that you're putting on your plate, right? Audit the people that you're talking to, right? Audit how you talk to yourself, like these are all things that you can look at, right? And you can start to really understand, okay, what needs the most work, which is step number three. Identifying what is the most important step that you can take is that analogy of like taking that first one as you're starting that hike, right? Sometimes it's going to be okay. Like maybe it can be focused on nutrition and there's some little things that you can do in each, but what does that look like? In nutrition, not talking about putting on my dietitian hat, most people would go for the diet. I need to do this whole entire process, right? Like that is can be overwhelming and most people have the motivation to do it for one to two weeks 
But then what happens afterwards? You did not really build a strong foundation to be able to do it because you were trying to go and take like shortcuts to really climb that mountain, mm -hmm. right? So we maybe start with, okay, you know what? Let, let's look to see what's happening. It seems like your breakfast is not super balanced. So how about we start maybe creating a more balanced breakfast that includes these things? What do you like? Okay, I like these things. Perfect. So why don't we maybe try to have like this couple of different options that you can put on your plate? That is your first step. When people ask me, what do I start? That's exactly where you start, where maybe it's an area that you can be working on. And the second thing it could be, well, maybe you need to start waking up a little bit earlier. If you feel like you're rushed all the time, you don't have time for anything, right? Put your alarm back like maybe 15 minutes. Simple things. Those are the two things that you can work on the first week. That's what we call about like, or that's like the step four, which is making a plan. Like this number one thing, and this is the number two thing. But Andres, what about the macros? What about the calories? What about all the different things? You're not ready for that yet. And sometimes like people need to like, they need to understand it and going through it. It's like, okay, you want me to send you this? Okay, perfect. There you go. Um, I'm going to hold you to the standard of the people I hold the standard to when they're going through this process. They have built a foundation and two weeks go by. It's like, oh my God, this is so hard, right? Yeah. So you need to take a step back, right? So we make a plan according to where you're starting to start that climb and to start that hike because different people are starting in different places. And number five, which is, turning this into a sustainable lifestyle, a sustainable process, right? Because what you're doing in that process of climbing that mountain is like you're learning so much, right? Because the next time you're going to climb another mountain, you're going to have all the tools and all the implements that require for you to be able to do it successfully, right? Because it's little things that you're learning. You're not really like having all these things coming in at, you at once, but one single step at a time. And that's how you achieve long-term success because it's not, I always like tell my clients, like, do you want to lose the 30 pounds in, you know, six months? Yes. Okay. But are you more worried about losing the 30 pounds in, in six months or you're more worried or maybe thinking about like what happens in three years, right? Would you like to keep that off? Then you have to do all these different things. So what is the rush, right? Because you've been doing this like over and over, like we call, we, we call this like chronic dieting which is you go through the cycle over and over and over again. You just focus, you just always focus on the wrong things, right? And if you want to stop that cycle, you have to work and do things you've never done before. And it starts with simple things that a lot of times I was like, it's, it seems stupid, but that's actually where we start, you know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. And it just something that just came to mind right now is that we're all familiar with those get rich quick scams the same kind of applies to all those who tell you you're going to lose 30 pounds in like 10 days. It's one of those too good to be trues because you haven't built the foundational pieces that you could build sustainability upon. So if you were yeah. to get rich quick, you'd probably be broke real quick too. Just like you could be weight loss real quick and you'll be right back to where yeah. you are, if not set back further. And it's yeah. that habitual thinking like, just shortcutting your way out, as you said, without giving yourself the stepping stone. So when we do find ourselves set back, we're like, oh, I know exactly what to do. You go to step 22 or whatever step it is, instead of feeling like I didn't even have a playbook. And so that's why, you know, with your processes, the five steps, you offer that blueprint. And so providing those stepping stones. So when you get set, you know, fall off your mountain and, you know, roll down 17 steps, you're not back at, at the starting point with 
nothing ahead of you, like no navigation or guidance. You just pull out your trusty blueprint and you say, okay, yeah, I got to climb up 16 steps, but I know how to do that because I've done it 16 times. And, and so now it builds that, that consistency and consistency builds confidence and confidence builds competence. And it just keeps fueling and pouring back into you. So when you're you're faced with any adversity or setback, you now have the tools, knowledge, and insight to go correct course and get back on track way quicker than you would have any other way. But if you were just like, here are the, here's the meal plan and here's the, the things you just blindly, you know, execute it, but yet you don't really grasp or understand it. And that's the foundational pieces. And so I'm, I I'm over here just like, so glad that you're talking about this because I, I, I've always been hesitant to, to also bring individuals on, um, that are just like, oh, I'm a weight loss coach, or I can help women lose X, Y, and Z. And I always make sure I'm like, listen, if it's going to feel like a setback for myself, who also had to experience it, then that's not, those aren't the, the, the conversations that I want to have and bring value to our listeners. And you've brought such tremendous value by really breaking it down, but also backing it up by your sustainability and your blueprints and your steps and, and your whys and all of this stuff is just really, you know, you're the real deal. And this is incredible to really know that you can share this with our listeners and, and feel like they have that safe safety net under them because they're not going to fall and just be left by themselves. So yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I, and I, like I said, I always like tell, tell people, particularly with the whole weight loss world, which by the way, you just unveiled the, the secret of the multi-billion weight loss industry, which is exactly what they, that's what they do. It's yeah. like they get they lose weight quickly. Um, and, and yeah, and what I always like say to people is like, listen, like a lot of times if you deviate yourself from the goal of losing the X amount of pounds and you focus on these things without you realizing those things are going to come, but then they will not longer be as important as you once thought they, it was. Yeah. And, and that's going to create all the changes. And we get these messages all the time, like two years later, like, Oh my God, like you guys, uh, you, you know, help me build this foundation and, and I've continued to improve. That's what I feel. It, it creates success in what we do, not just, Oh, you lost the 30 pounds. No, that's not important to me as it is to hear from you in the future and seeing that you've continued to crush it. Right. And I think that's important, you know, when we look back, those who have had such a profound place in our lives. So whether it's a, a, a teacher, for example, you look back and maybe you didn't like how they, you know, pounded in like a certain certain methodology or philosophy. But then when you look back, you're like, oh, my goodness, thank you for that teacher, because I now had that awareness and I can take that into it and, you know, into my future. And so you kind of give credit back to the teacher that may have been the hardest or, or most, most challenging and tedious, because that's where the, the painful sticking points were, because that's where you're actually applying growth. You're stretching yourself. And so when you stretch yourself, now you're like, have kind of that, uh, I guess kind of scar in a sense to look back and be like, oh, that's because I went through the, those stages and this was the individual who helped me with it. And you give credit where credit's due. And I think that is, like you said, it's so fulfilling because, you know, it's, yeah, anyone could lose the weight and anyone could gain the weight, but it's about what are they doing with their life after they've come through your touch point or have worked with you. Your goal is to, you know, wean them off and set them up for success for the long term. And that's exactly what you do. So that's, um, you know, like I said, yeah. I mean, that's an incredible, incredible process. And I, and I love that we've talked about this because 
like I said, we we've talked about this in, in different different facets and different angles that we can come at it from creating a sustainable, um, healthy lifestyle. But, you know, really, what does that healthy lifestyle mean to to you, to the next person? And so we all just have different um, takes on it. And so I felt that it was just really important to kind of talk about the nutrition, but talk about the why talk about that over over um, awareness aspect of it, the accountability, the auditing, which was was huge. And so having those five steps as part of your plan, how, how can people learn more about you? And, you know, do you have any um, ways that we can connect with you as our listeners to reach out, learn more about your five-step framework to get in touch, following along with you? Let's, let's, let's keep all the, all the goods because I, all the goodies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, we would love to help out in any way possible. So um, one of the things that we do is if, if you're a woman, a woman listening, who has been kind of like a victim of this constant cycle of dieting for a long time, you're feeling always defeated and miserable. Um, it's, it's not like the end of all, like there's obviously hope. And that's one yes. thing that I always like tell or all the people and, and we would love to be able to chat with you. Um, so we offer something we like to call a blueprint call. So we get to learn a little bit more about you. And we get to understand exactly what your needs, a bit where that mindset is. And a lot of times from that conversation comes like maybe resources that we can give you. We'd love to give out a bunch of freebies from like journaling guides to like meal planning guides to all the different pillars that we talked about, like, you know, nutrition, uh, lifestyle movement and and mindset. And we try to obviously give something based on the area of that you uh, you need the most. So if you obviously would love to to jump on a, on a chat with our team, um, if you go to planosnutrition.com, P P-L-A-N-O-S, nutrition.com slash blueprint. Uh, you'll be able to find a little bit more about what we call our nutrition blueprint uh, signature program, which is essentially where we um, navigate women in a six-month process to achieving that freedom, achieving that uh, those goals that they're trying to, to achieve in the process. Um, if you want to check out our Instagram, this is literally where you can chat directly with me, and it's the easiest way to access that. It's at Andres, A-N-D-R-E-S, uh, um, Ayesta, A-Y-E-S-T-A. And you'll be able to obviously check me out there and you can send me a message. I'm super obviously responsive. And there's some links in there. We have a free community in our, uh, in Facebook that, um, that where we go live and do all those different things like that. But in our Instagram, you're going to be able to find a lot more details around that. Awesome. That's it. That's incredible. I mean, and especially just having all that as resources for our listeners, it's just generosity right there. Um, and so of course we're going to include all the links and everything in our show notes. So if you have not yet take a peek down there, click through, follow, just check it out. It, you know, the, the, there's no harm in checking it out. And who knows that could be something somewhere where you land and, uh, you know, having Planos Nutrition uh, help be your guide on your uh, weight loss and fitness journey to set you up for success and sustainability. So I just want to thank yeah. you and for being our guest. And just if you have any last words of advice that you want to leave our listeners with, have at it. Um, no, I think uh, the, the most important thing is like to to understand that uh, this is we're all in life's journeys and um, every single thing that we do is a learning lesson and you continue to, you know, experience hiccups and, and highs and lows. But as you continue to push moving forward, it's kind of like you're still climbing that mountain um, regardless of, of what you're doing. So uh, this is just a reminder that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. Um, and the fact that you're listening to this podcast tells me that you're a person and just speaking directly to your audience like you know that you're a person that wants to improve that you want to be better uh you want to become better and 
let me just tell you that regardless, you are exactly headed that way. So um, I'm very happy. Uh, and thank you, Rachel, for having me in here to to share a little bit more of a piece of of what we do and what I'm passionate about. And 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 I appreciate being the first male guest. I hopefully, hopefully I lived up to the standards of the guests that have been in this podcast before. Absolutely. You have. This has been an incredible conversation. So thanks again for just being here over delivering and just really pouring out your your heart and your soul into your business, into your into your clients and right here into our, our podcast. So our listeners can just really feel what you what what I'm experiencing on this end. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hey there, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening.